Chapter 2 Happy Birthday, Bill They hadn't always done this. Usually, Billy's birthday would come and go without so much as a mention, but for the last two years, on the anniversary of her brother's death, Polly's mother asked her and her sister to sit around the table and take it in turns to share a happy memory that they had of him. As it would have been his 21st birthday this year, their mum had bought some wine and told them that they were both allowed a small glass. Yes, Polly, you do have to. No, your homework can wait. If you have a headache, take two paracetamol. Her mum trailed her hand along the wall to guide herself back to the kitchen. Her empty wine glass held lazily in her other hand. Polly followed. I'll go first, Julia said. Julia always went first. In everything. The first to be helped with homework, the first to be dropped off at a friend's house or a party, a perk gifted to her for being the baby of the family. She was only six when Billy was killed and Polly was pretty sure that all the memories she had of him were made up. They were always too sentimental and specific, something she knew their mother would lap up. Okay, so you remember when we were in California and we went to that theme park where it was all elephant themed? Polly stared at her mother who was nodding at Julia encouragingly. Well, they had a swing rope tied to one of the trees, you know, the ones where you climb up and you swing on it and then you splash into the water. Well, I remember lining up with all the other little kids and... Surely that would have been a health and safety nightmare, Polly murmured. They both turned their attention to her. It just seems weird that in a professional theme park with all these rides, someone tied a piece of rope to a random tree in a corner of a swimming pool. It was a plastic tree, Julia clarified. Like all the plastic elephants, it was made out of the same thing. Oh, okay, Polly said. Okay? Okay. Because of the way you just said that, it kind of sounded like, Julia, their mother warned. She gestured for her to carry on. Anyway... It was my turn and I climbed up and was swinging back and forth and can you stop doing that? You're making me feel motion sick. Polly obediently stopped bouncing her foot against the leg of the table. Julia continued again. And so I was swinging and I don't really remember what happened. Like, I remember the feeling of being scared more than I actually remember looking down, if that makes sense. Well, you were so small, their mother said. It probably felt like you were so, so far away from the water. Well, yeah, exactly, and... I was just holding on and holding on and crying and out of nowhere Billy's big hands cut me under the armpit and lifted me down. He was wearing your um, cat eye sunglasses for some reason. He just kept laughing and I think he had a cold because I remember his laugh was all phlegmy and I just felt so relieved and safe. Their mother squeezed Julia's hand. That's lovely, she said and smiled before turning to Polly. Um... Polly's foot now fluttered at twice the original speed against the table. I... I don't know. She looked down at her hands and then at Julia and then at her mum. Anything, her mum whispered and then hiccuped. Even something small. She flicked an imaginary small thing off her thumb with her index finger. Poof. On the kitchen counter, someone, probably Julia, had left a packet of bacon out. She'd pierced the plastic open with some scissors. Sometimes strange things would bring Polly back to the day Billy died. The smell of someone's deodorant who walked past in the gym. The way the man in the post office grunted when he twitched his nose. A random book on the shelf. It wasn't always clear to her why her mind picked these things and then drew a route back to that day as if it were following an intricate map. 
Somehow everything related back to Billy. Other triggers were more obvious like the scissors. She remembered that morning all those years ago. Her mum had asked her to make Billy a birthday card. She'd cut out the words happy birthday and stuck them on a folded piece of paper. The happy had been coloured in purple and the birthday in green. I can't talk about this, she said finally. There was a long silence and when Polly looked up she realised that her mother was still waiting. Her expression so full of sorrow. Polly felt that if her mother fell she would undoubtedly shatter. When she spoke again she spoke to the floor. I remember going into his room. I think I was about seven or eight. I don't know. And it was just when he had begun using that hair gel and spiking it up in that lame way. Her mother reenacted this, pushing the top of her hair together into a spike like a shark's fin. Julia laughed. Yeah, like that. So I went into his room and tried it on my hair and he came in and... Yeah. Saw me and... That was it. What did he say? Her mum asked. Polly shrugged. I don't remember, he he just laughed. But you mustn't remember his reaction, her mum said, her voice loud with enthusiasm. She knocked her arm against her glass and Julia's hand shot forward to steady it. He must have said something. Like what? Like, you little rascal, or... Fine, yeah, he said that. You little... He called me a little rascal. Polly, Julia scolded. They watched as their mother's face dropped, her eyes darkening. Sorry, Polly said. Sorry, I'm just really tired. To Billy, her mother said, raising her empty glass. Later, when they were getting ready for bed, Polly asked Julia, Why do you do that? Do what? Julia replied, her mouth full of water and toothpaste as she gargled. Be younger, smarter and prettier than you? I don't know, it's just better genetics, I guess. With size 9 clown feet, okay, hun. Polly snapped back. Shut up, Julia said. I was really online the other day about this Chinese tradition where they, like, wrap up the dancers' feet to make them smaller and change the shape so they, like, look more attractive. Foot binding, Polly said. Yeah, it's interesting that they don't have stuff like that here, like you can get Botox or a hair transplant or whatever, but not like a foot transplant. Juliet, you know foot binding was meant to be excruciatingly painful and give you permanent... Julia waved her hand dismissively. I know, I know, I'm just saying. They were silent for a moment until Polly said, he didn't even go to that theme park with us. Julia changed into her pyjamas and climbed into bed punching and squishing her pillow into a different shape. Yeah, I know, she replied. So why do you do that? Well, why do you? Instead of replying, Polly stared outside. Raindrops had stained the window, a fox was howling somewhere in the garden. It sounded like it was in pain. She brought her knees up to her chest. Look, Julia said, her voice softening. If it makes Mum happy, then what's the harm? Because she's not living in reality, Polly cried. 
So? Whatever way you felt about him, Polly, he died scared and in pain. If mum needs to block that out and pretend like he's, you know, had this wonderful life, then let her. Polly shook her head. You don't know what you're saying. Fine, Julia said. Whatever, I'm going to sleep. Polly sat up and faced her. We can't just pretend like his personality changed because he died. He was cruel to her and weird and grotesque. He was our brother, Julia said. He was weird and grotesque and you're only saying this because you were too young to even remember. I do remember, Julia shouted suddenly. I do remember things. It wasn't easy for me growing up around all that. A house just full of grief. He was like living with two ghosts. Julia shut off her lamplight and turned away. Go downstairs if you can't sleep tonight. It wakes me up when you keep moving around. Polly had begun to dread turning her lamplight off. Once off, she started her routine of trying and failing to get to sleep. Tonight, all she could think about when she shut her eyes was her pet rabbit, Wilma. Her neck contorted out of shape, black eyes large and still. Watching her brother in his room, reading his comic book serenely as if nothing had happened. She tried to sleep one way, then turned over and tried the other way, and then back again, and then the other way, and then back, and then Julia finally snapped and asked her if she could stop breathing so loudly. Polly went downstairs to the drying cupboard, took out her hoodie, which was still damp at the sleeves, but otherwise pretty much dry, and slipped on a pair of jogging bottoms over her pyjamas. Perhaps she just needed to do some exercise, she decided. Yeah, she'd walk into town and do a big loop a few times until she got tired. She'd avoid all the pubs in case there were loads of drunk Larry men standing about and just walk where it was quiet. Exercise was the number one suggestion that came up when she searched into Google. Things to do to help you sleep. More exercise. Fine. She'd give it a try. Anything was better than lying in bed awake all night. She put on her coat gently opened the front door and shut it softly again so she wouldn't wake her mother up. 